In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, cleanse my heart and my lips, Almighty God, that I may proclaim your gospel worthily. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said, Alas for you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites, you who shut up the kingdom of heaven in men's faces, neither going in yourselves nor allowing others to go in who want to. Alas for you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites, you who travel over sea and land to make a single proselyte, and when you have him, you make him twice as fit for hell as you are. Alas for you, blind guides, you who say, if a man swears by the temple, it has no force, but if a man swears by the gold of the temple, he is bound. Fools and blind, for which of, which is of greater worth, the gold or the temple that makes the gold sacred? Or else, if a man swears by the altar, it has no force, but if a man swears by the offering that is on the altar, he is bound. You blind men, for which is of greater worth, the offering or the altar that makes the offering sacred? Therefore, when a man swears by the altar, he is swearing by that and by everything on it. And when a man swears by the temple, he is swearing by that and by the one who dwells in it. And when a man swears by heaven, he is swearing by the throne of God and by the one who is seated there. The Gospel of the Lord A simplistic reading of the above text may lead one to conclude that our Lord's main issue with the scribes and Pharisees was their slavish and obsessive obedience to the law, which many would understand as legalism. In other parts of the Gospel, our Lord has reiterated his clear position that he's not against the law, but he finds issue with the narrow and skewed interpretation of the scribes and Pharisees, and of course, their hypocrisy. Legalism. Pretty much everyone agrees that it's bad. And in a world where Christians seem to disagree over basically everything, that's saying something. Even so, if you ask the average Christian to define legalism, the answers may not come so quickly. What exactly count as legalism? First, legalism does not just mean obedience to the law, for if it is as simple as this, disobeying the law would be the cure, the solution. The opposite of legalism is certainly not anarchy. Rather, legalism is an approach which places the law above the person and in doing so violates the very purpose of the law. To paraphrase another saying of our Lord on the Sabbath law, it can be said that the law is made for man, not man for the law. The various illustrations cited by our Lord in today's Gospel seeks to highlight the failure of the scribes and Pharisees to put this purpose of law in its proper perspective. They were obsessed with the meticulous and perfect observance of the law, but failed to remember its purpose, which is set out succinctly in the last canon of our Code of Canon Law, Canon 1752, which states, 
having before one's eyes the salvation of souls, which is always the supreme law of the church, as Venerable Fulton Sheen taught, unless souls are saved, nothing is saved. The position of the Pharisees were Pelagian, the very heresy which St. Augustine combated. According to this heretical position, one could earn one's salvation independent of God's grace. The Pharisees' version of this was that they believed that their rigid observance of the law would merit and earn them salvation. They had forgotten that salvation was a gratuitous gift from God, access through faith and demonstrated true good works, and instead placed greater faith in their own merits earned through a performative religion. If God is going to save us, God will provide the means for this as well. St. Augustine rightly taught, we must understand then that even though God doesn't always give us what we want, he always gives us what we need for our salvation. The church has never ceased to echo this most important and urgent truth. The salvation of souls is the supreme law of the church, and if I might add, its primary mission. Thus all laws, their interpretation and their application must be grounded in this truth. The fundamental truth of all human affairs is that God's great love for us wills to save all men, and we must order our lives accordingly to the will of His by obeying His commandments in expressing our love for Him. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.